0: what's up guys here with you fc wonder kid episode 127 here with my guy Brettson. how are you
1: from 3,000 miles away i am doing a-okay alex uh we've got our first euro qualifiers we are getting closer to major international tournaments and while most people are always like uh international break get me back to club break i don't know it was kind of nice it's been nice so far, right? These have been relatively good games, and you've got to be pretty happy, right, Alex? No, We've I, got
0: yeah, yeah. We, who we're, we're through?
1: Who's we're through.
0: Portugal's through. through. France through. Belgium through. And obviously Germany through because they are the host nation in this World Cup. (laughs) And German fans should be happy too. So don't forget to like this video because there's a lot of happy topics in it. Remontades. And to, yes, you mentioned France. I want to say France first because Kylian Mbappé right now is the best player in the world in international football. No, doubt in my mind. When he kicks in for the equipe de France, he is the leader, mm-hmm. he is the captain, and what a golasso against Holland. That was unreal to see. Unreal. Yeah. unreal.
1: Absolutely, uh, Bart Verbruggen. It was his. It was his debut mm-hmm. for the Netherlands, and he found out the hard way uh, <laughs> that Kylian Mbappe is still on top. You're right when it comes to international football, and a firm reminder mm-hmm. that France is going nowhere. France is definitely a favorite for Euro 2024 in Germany. Um, and at, at the time of doing this, that brace versus Netherlands, right? Mm. That puts Kylian Mbappe where on the all-time. Les Bleu list of goal scorers. He surpasses Michel Platini, and he is now the fourth, the fourth all-time in French history, which considering, considering how good the last 20, 30 years has been for French football, mm-hmm. that's pretty dang good at the age of
0: 24. 24. Unreal. Mm. Unreal. He's going to be the number but, one. Guaranteed. Oh, yeah. Guaranteed yeah. with this pace. And yeah. 12 of those goals were scored in the World Cup. So Mbappé, when it comes to the, the, the biggest stage, Mbappé turns up. And that's why everybody wants to see him at Real Madrid. But France scored 13 goals. They suffered only one goal. That, for me, is the unreal start. In a group with Greece, with the Netherlands, with Ireland that has Evan Ferguson, they only conceded one goal. Unreal defense. Conaté, Saliba, Upanekano, Lucas Hernandez, Mike Magne. So many options this French national team oh, has yeah. in defense. and Enchouamani at CDM, and obviously five and th- clean sheets too. Five clean sheets. And,
1: th- and thank you. Yeah, you you threw not you didn't throw him in. You definitely wanted to feature Aurelien Chouamani, but Aurelien Chouamani. I thought was an absolute beast or has been an absolute beast for them through qualifying. Mm-hmm. And I also don't think he gets enough credit for what he's been doing for Real Madrid. He remains unbeaten in all competitive matches so far this year for Real Madrid and the French national team. I mean, that's, that's pretty, pretty amazing. It, it, it Very simply put, I mean, if a Top master of deduction in the world. here. Top five CDM yeah, it, in the world. Right now. And a master of production here, I don't think that's a coincidence. I mean, the guy, yeah, Mm -hmm. he definitely knows what he's doing. Uh, But he was an absolute beast, and it's great to see. Um, So uh, while all the plaudits should be on Mbappe for that win over Netherlands, um, obviously Aurelien Chouamane is right next to them. But Mm -hmm. the Netherlands, in and of themselves, they're growing, right? Mm -hmm. And we had some debuts that I was very, very happy to see. Uh, Jeremy Frimpong. How did, how did he not have a debut for the Dutch just yet? And then you have Bart Verbruggen in goal. Um, but more specifically, I think the one that kind of impressed on the day was definitely Mickey Vandeven. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he came on as a sub, but we all got to see his recovery speed. Uh, we got to see a little bit of what we've been seeing for Spurs next mm-hmm. to Kutia Romero. So um, they, they've still just... 2-1 losses is, is pretty, pretty dang good. I still think they're going to be one of the... Uh, you consider I mean, they still not, have to qualify. Do
0: you consider for, Netherlands gonna, a contender to win the Euros?
1: No, but I'd say a dark horse. I, mm. I'd give them dark horse status. I'd I, say if everything goes right, if they mature at the right time, I think they're up there with like a Spain. Do you put Belgium um, ahead? Do you put Belgium ahead of the Ooh. Netherlands? Ooh, are we segueing? Because Romelu Lukaku says yes. So, but do you say yes? <laughs> uh I mean at at this at this time I would probably have to say yes Uh, I Mm. think there's still enough of that core there's still enough of that core of that Belgian team there's still muscle memory of that Belgian team um and Romelu Lukaku no No Frankie
0: I think that could be I think that's the detrimental factor that can distinguish both but you can say in Belgium no Courtois too so and no no De Bruyne No,
1: no, no De Bruyne either
0: true True, true, true. But I, I just, so, but the De Bruyne factor. I think Tedesco. I don't want to say that Belgium looked better without Courtois and De Bruyne because that is. False, false argument. But I'm going to say that for Lukaku, for Tedesco, for the Belgium group, maybe it was better to have Courtois a bit out of the atmosphere in the locker room. There mm-hmm. was big problems after the World Cup of the captaincy with Hazard left. No Hazard. the Bruyne-Courtois, there was problems in that locker room. And I don't know exactly sure. what was it, but the truth is right now, Belgium only drew one of their games to go to the, to the Euros. They won every single game. But, like, they drew one game against Austria at home. But away, 3-2 win. Belgium looked magnificent. And Lukaku, nine goals. He's going to be the top goal scorer of the Euro qualifying. And it's nice to see that Lukaku gets the deserved recognition. And Tedesco says he's the glue. The glue of the national team, the Look player that. that makes the cohesion happen. So mm-hmm. it's good to see Lukaku being spoken upon in the bright in a bright yeah. way, you know. So yeah. and I think Mourinho uh, yeah. also I will mean, help that uh, during the season.
1: Yeah, because that's that's ten goals in his last seven caps, and you're right. I mean, mm-hmm. nine goals in Euro qualifying. You're absolutely right that he will be top scorer. But he's also added seven goals in eight for AS Roma this Ooh. season. So, Romelu Lukaku uh, very clearly has come into this season with a chip on his shoulder. Um, and and you know what? At 30 years old, hard to mm-hmm. believe, right? Hard to believe. <laughs> it's true. Uh, still remember him coming through at Anderlecht. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at 30 years old, he's he's like, I'm not done yet. Uh, and mm-hmm. at some point, I mean, hold on. He has not yet been offloaded uh, officially, correct, <laughs> from Chelsea. It's true. He's uh, on loan. It, 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 because could, look could at that he, fee. <laughs> uh, look, at, look at that fee. Exactly. You don't, that's not one you just like sweep under the rug. Um, could, could Romelu Lukaku be the answer at the nine in the future for Chelsea? I think it's Ozzy. Could,
0: it, I think it's Ozzy. I, I, and I, I think I, Todd Boiley yeah. will pay up for, for Ozymane. I have a feeling.
1: Okay. Or Shesko. Okay. All right.
0: Or Shesko, because or, Cesco ooh. did score a big brace. You never know. Oh, but I, I just wanted to brace. say on Belgium, I'm really happy. Yes. And I wanted to say to the announcers, people that, that are not here in Portugal – uh, I'm going to start commentating games on Sport TV. And I had the lucky, go. the lucky, the luckiness uh, or the luck to comment. <laughs> My first game ever was Austria against Belgium. And I can say this I commentated the first game in Portugal of Arthur Vermeeren for the Belgium national team. And if you don't know Arthur Vermeeren, you might as well know right now. He's one of the best wonder kids under 19 in the world right now. Under 20 is bold, but I might say that two assists against Shakhtar, third youngest ever in Champions League history, and he was brought in in a 3-2 situation when Belgium had one less player, in a situation that they had to retain the ball. So Tedesco trusts Artur Vermaren at 18 years old. And we have Doku, Bakayoko, you have uh, Mandela Keita, also a really good wonder kid, Uh, Debast. Well, and, and Zinu van Housten of uh, the captain yeah. right now, Standard Liege, that was bought from Inter. Okay, Inter did a great yep. move right there, too. So pay attention well, to this Belgian national team with Wonder Kids. And there's others. Right. And Lavia well, and, wasn't and, and there. Van yes, Martin yeah, right. Verd, van der Trout, the goalkeeper, wasn't there. So,
1: yeah. correct. Yeah. And you uh, no,
0: love Duranville, you'll really like him too.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, he's uh, yeah, he was just named in that Guardian Top Sixty. We haven't mm. seen too much of him from Dortmund this season, but yeah, no Belsham. I wouldn't say it's a next golden generation, but they've certainly got enough to. Uh, I don't know about win an international competition. Uh, especially a major one like Euro, but they certainly still have that blend of veteran and new, uh, mm-hmm. that, that could go far. And Jeremy Doku, I, I, which you what got to watch, you got yeah, to commentate on. Um, I mean, 11 dribbles completed, which, uh, so far I think is the most in all of Euro qualifiers, the most of anybody in Euro qualifiers. He's also, I think, he's played like Two full less games than everybody in the qualifiers, Oof. and he is still leading by a lot in terms of dribbles completed, total dribbles completed. It was his third so start? So Jeremy Doku, third start, and, and it, it's crazy. That's crazy, and and we know this. Like you and I have said this for years and years and years. He just needs to be healthy. <laughs> he true. just needs to be healthy, and I know that's easy to say about everybody. With but but Doku's biggest issue had been um his his frailty and and that's mean to say frailty is not the right word no, he's but strong. his inability to stay healthy so uh it's great to see him humming along and honestly if you've got doku if you've got bakioko if you've got vermeer now with another year under his belt mm-hmm. if you've got Lukaku still putting goals in de bruyne playing a role big role probably mm-hmm. um i mean this this is a team that you have to watch out for Fuck. um be- because it's a blend of muscle memory, these mm-hmm. guys know what they're doing, and really good young upstarts. Um, that I I think I think we're on to something here. But we'll see. only the goalkeeper. We'll see. Like Martin
0: van der Voot, it's big questions on mm-hmm. him if he can go yes. and get to the Courtois level of goalkeeping. But like in terms mm-hmm. of like the bust, Bakayoko, uh, Adoku, like we said, Doku. This is the exciting thing about Doku. Doku was mm-hmm. one of the best players in that Belgium game next to Lukaku. And Doku is and man city. He's in, the, he's in the best team right now to develop with the best manager in the world. Next to Guardiola, next to Haaland. So it's safe to say that Doku is going to be a top three player for the Belgian national team in the next five years if there's no injuries. So Belgium, yep. Arthur van Marintou, if he goes to the right team, I might put him in that top three, too. And that is bold, considering the Courtois, the Bruyne, all of them are there, too. And Lukaku, obviously, being the star of the show. But, uh, yes, yeah. we mentioned uh, France, Belgium. Now I think we should mention a bit of Portugal, because we did, we did. Yeah. it's not, I'm not used to seeing Portugal <laughs> going at, uh, qualifying to the Euros or the World Cup. But the Euros, in this case, without... Any drama, no shock, no no Ronaldo yeah. needing to go bold against Sweden, against like an Ibrahimović like we saw in the past. Now it was no dramas. We got seven wins in a row with Roberto Martinez. Ooh. And to be fair, I'm not going to say... He needs to do that. But we do have one of the strongest Portuguese national teams I've ever seen in my life. We have Gonçalo Rems that has seven goals scored. Like, we have Cristian Ronaldo that at 38, he's playing pretty good. He was key in that game. And then John Felix, Bernard Silva, Ruben Dias. Like, the collection of talents, we're lucky. But I have still the doubt to see Portugal against the biggest teams in the world. And I hope, before the Euros... We get big tests, big friendlies, so this team gets uh, acclimatized towards high pressure, high intensity, and obviously you uh, uh, together going against adversity. Okay, they need strong adversity to improve. So Portugal, they did what they got to do: seven wins, only two goals suffered. Two. That's pretty nice okay. when Diogo Costa, Antonio Silva, Inácio, young players are playing for our team. So Roberto Martinez, good job and keep going bold because we're contenders to hey, we- win the Euros.
1: Yeah, and I-, I love I love hearing everything that you're saying there. You're absolutely <laughs> right. I mean, it was it was it was the reality of what needed to happen, and Portugal passed with flying colors. I mean, mm-hmm. you guys destroyed that game. Uh, destroyed that group i should say or are destroying that group um even though that slovakia whatever the end made it look a little more interesting than it actually was uh, we you found a way to get ronaldo and gonzalo ramos on the field together exactly. hey i like that you know that's that's nice to see um and gonzalo ramos is now up to what seven goals two assists and mm-hmm. nine caps so exactly. far for portugal but i'm i'm with you You need stiffer tests, and you probably need them before you get to Germany, before that 2024 uh, euro commences, because um, Mm -hmm. I hate to say this. It's almost like, yeah, you need a punch in the mouth. Right. You need to lose. You need to to feel like, OK, where are our weaknesses? If there are any, where are our weaknesses? Because you're absolutely right. Portugal is one of the strongest and deepest teams mm-hmm. heading in to this Euro. Uh, while a lot can change um, in a year, uh, it, it's so encouraging that it almost feels like hmm. what's up. What's up right now? No, I get you, I get you.
0: And for Roberto Martinez, the best answer he can have possibly is after that golden generation of Belgium, not winning a trophy, being the first in the FIFA ranking for so long. The best answer for Roberto Martinez is no losses, no draws, only wins for Portugal until the final of the Euros. That would 100% be a huge statement. And Roberto Martinez will almost be like the Joaquin Love. Of international uh, mm. international teams, because Joaquín Love yeah. after the Germany job, where is Joaquín Love? Where is Joaquín Love? Mm. So Roberto mm. Martinez could make his biggest statement with the Portuguese national team after failing with Belgium. Because yes, he did he did have a good good third place, but uh, not too much, not too much yeah. with the expect with Hazard, with Courtois, with Bruyne in their primes, with Lukaku, terrific team. That was a terrific team. Yeah. But yeah, yes, uh,
1: if, if Roberto. Rimbardo- Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: yeah. moving but, on. uh moving on, on uh, from the, the, the big contenders, uh, this is a talk yeah. that it might be a big contender that Germany are the hosts of the Euros. But Germany knew they had to do something. And sacking Flick <laughs> and making Julian Nagelsmann their head, their head coach was the best decision they could do. Because Flick was not playing uh, Jamal Musiala with Florian Wirtz. Or at least I hadn't see it, seen it in a competitive game. Only in friendly. So right. that was good to see. And I think Nagelsmann is fresh, fresh environment now in this locker room. And they needed that yeah. because it wasn't working out with Flick.
1: Yeah, uh, it, and Hummels it, it is was, back. Uh, <laughs> it, and Hummels is back apparently. No, it was uh, not working out with Flick at all. Uh, that's mm-hmm. probably an understatement. Uh, but no, I, I Listen, it was against the USA. Yes. Uh, it it, uh, it it was against our A team. We were missing Tyler Adams. Uh, Might have been missing maybe one or two more. Um, But when it comes down to it, uh, we went up first on a beautiful Christian Pulisic goal. uh, But in that second half, Germany outplayed us. Uh, Germany exposed our manager, Greg Berhalter, for probably what he is, which is a middle manager. Um, And when it comes down to it, uh, Germany showed that they've got Mm -hmm. ridiculous promise. Uh, Gundogan Wirtz uh, Musiala. I mean, they're just scary and ridiculous to, to contain, um, in any capacity. And, Mm -hmm. and our guys, our center backs in particular were flailing, uh, and, uh, unfortunately failed, um, in that, but they look good and Hey, a win's a win. And that's something you want to take to the next one. And, uh, it's just going to be weird for them because it's going to be friendlies from here on out. Right. Um, so just like, just like you guys, right. With, you at least have competitive games that mean something, although they'll mean a little bit less now that you've already qualified. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Now that you've already qualified with games left. Mm -hmm. Uh, Germany, though, will have Mexico coming up. They'll have Austria coming up. I believe the Nations League, you know, they'll have Nations League um, competition. So it's going to be really, really interesting to see um how much they grow from now until the summer. But Germany, generally in Germany, is very good. And we know that they've got certain parts. Uh, it's just whether or not they can put them all together. And I think Nagelsmann can probably do it. I mean, it, the dude's... I don't know.
0: He's, he, look, Nagelsmann <laughs> is a genius. Nagelsmann for, what he's the, for, Nagelsmann, for what he's done at Hoffenheim, at Bayern Munich, at such a young age, yep. he is a genius. And now for the German national team... We might see a genius play, okay? Because in terms of players, world-class players, Germany does have Kimmich, does have Hudiger, does have Ter Stegen yeah. that is world-class, and Sané. Pay attention to Sané at Bayern Munich. Ooh. He gets a lot of hate for no reason. He's balling out at Bayern Munich this season, and Jamal Musial obviously can be world-class yeah. in the Euros too. Florian Wirtz. Yeah. Gundogan, captain. I love to see Gundogan, captain. That does he deserves that credit when he is one of the leaders too of this German national team with the experience he oh had at City and yeah. now at Barça, bringing it too. So there's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of positives. Even Mukoko for the under twenty ones that was good to yeah. see too. So I think Great this German see. national team. As promising players, they just need to invest in the right players. Like German, like it's underrated the fact that a German national team can have a positive effect for a a young player to then play in the club level. Look at what happened at Thomas Müller. Thomas Müller got more respect for the national team than at club first after what he did for the in in the your the competitions, international competitions for Germany. Like Bayern Munich automatically was like, okay, this guy's too good. <laughs> this guy's too good. It was like confirmation bias. So it could be yeah. that confirmation for Wirtz. It could be a confirmation for not Musiala, but it was in the last World Cup. So I want to see this Nagelsmann German national team empowering the youth that I think it will be yeah. doing. No more Royce in the future, maybe. So, yeah, that's, that's what it uh. is.
1: Uh, that 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 is what it is. It's hard. It's really hard to believe. Nogglesman is still thirty six years old, you know. And I, I know it doesn't feel like he's been and around. So that's Thirty eight. And I get it. Uh, it's it's crazy. Oh I mean, my days. these These managerial wonder kids, man. I mean, uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna share my age, but let's just say. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. That is pretty amazing to be doing what they're doing at 36 it's, it's years old, 38 years old. That is bold. If you oh, yeah. see like the
0: they're career choices of Nagelsmann and Tedesco, being young, Nagelsmann 36, Tedesco 38, to go to international football, I respect that. It's a big responsibility and an honor to represent yeah. big national teams with the history that they have, especially Germany. Like, they are World Cup winners, so I, it's oof. let's wait uh, and see to see if he can fix things. But Germany, before Nagelsmann had arrived, they had they were at three losses in a row, and now they were yeah. losing against you guys. Okay, Christian Pulisic, you were hyped about that oof. one, and it was what a comeback a win. Come back, win oh, wow. 3-1, win. So they showed resilience, and that is a positive note. So let's see what yeah. Mexico and in the future what will happen in Fulkrug too. Is he Fulkrug yeah. that type of player for the national team? he's a cons- Consistent starter, <laughs> and everybody's it, like, if, there's better players. It, it, yeah, <laughs>
1: there, of course, but if there's Wirtz and there's Musiala around you, Fulkrug's gonna get his opportunities, and and he did um we'll but it was serginho it was des keeping him on side so that was kind of a gi- i mean <laughs> that was a game of two halves for the us there was good things there was bad things but it, that second half germany killed us uh and they deservedly did so stinks for us to see because we thought um maybe this this two this would be different this second time but we're not talking about the us right now we can we can cover them a little bit later we got to stay in europe uh alex because italy mhm I Italy. mean, they're on they're on course to qualify, right? But can they ever do it without self-inflicted drama? No, I, th-
0: I I don't think Italy are a contender to win the Euros. That can be a bold I take. Know. I think France, Portugal, even Belgium with Tedesco, and Netherlands too. That's not the best team. I think they're all ahead, and obviously England with Southgate. That I don't think he's the best manager. I really uh-uh. think Italy <laughs> poor decisions. If they do anything, it's Paletti. It's Paletti.
1: Yeah. It, 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 that's true, and I think Spalletti's first point of order, which has been great, has been to uh, reintegrate and mm-hmm. actually start Domenico Berardi. Okay, Domenico Berardi true. has eighty-three goal involvements, Alex, in his last eighty-nine Syria starts. He has hundred and seven goal involvements to expand it further in his last one hundred and eighteen. Serie A starts, so it's not surprising. Yes, it was Malta, but it's not surprising that he goes in there, he gets it done. There's no drama from him, even when the drama is off the Uh, field, because. um, So Domenico Berardi, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right now: if they're going to do anything, if they're going to do anything, in Europe and in the Euro 2024, because I I believe they'll qualify, it'll be okay. mm -hmm. Um, but in 15 starts for the Azurri, he has eight goals. Two assists. Just start the man. Just put <laughs> him on the field. Put well, him on the field. I get. I get it. I get it's all paper. I get it's all statistics. But Domenico Berardi has been doing it for Sessuolo. Yes. He he can do it for the Azuri as well. And obviously with the other pieces that are provided, right? Chiesa and and wonderful players um, that Spalletti has at his disposal. Uh, they they could actually um, be a team to watch, but yes, um, I just think Berardi deserves his, his day of praise. Uh, he, you know, whatever he, he got Malta off their backs and maybe got the headlines a little less sour mm-hmm. about what's happening. And for those that, that don't know what's happening, uh, unfortunately no. there's a little bit of a, not a little bit, there's a betting investigation right now that is unfortunately entrapped, um, Nicolo Fagioli from Juve, uh, and two that had to leave the Azuri camp. That Spalletti allowed to leave the Azuri camp. In Sandro Tonali, and why am I forgetting the other one? Nicolo Zaniolo. Nicolo. Thank Zaniolo, you, Nicolo Zaniolo. That leaves right.
0: Roma to Aston to uh, to join Galatasaray, and then yeah. going to Aston Villa. That is playing beautiful yeah. football. But yes, you mentioned yeah. Berardi, and you mentioned the betting scandal. Look, I don't want to say. I don't want to. I don't want to say, it's it's just a conspiracy right here, people. But come on, how hasn't Berardi left Sassuolo? Okay, he must be betting yeah, <laughs> that he's not leaving. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea how hasn't he not been snatched up. Because he's a Sassuolo legend, no doubt. And everyone that follows Serie a is like, Berardi, Berardi, Berardi. And there was, a I think it was shared uh, in the past. Like, mm. they have that shared 50-50 right until a given point in the Serie A. Yep. And, yes, Sassuolo, I think, had the highest bid, and they kept Berardi. I just can't remember the other team, but put down below, people. If you remember the other team, I don't know if it was Inter or Juve. But Juve Mm -hmm. were always interested in Berardi. (laughs) Always interested in Berardi, and Chiesa isn't delivering. And I share your thoughts, too, saying if Italy are going to surprise the world in the Euros, it's with Berardi, and maybe not with Chiesa. But Chiesa needs to deliver like he did in the last Euros, because he was the best player. Of Italy. That was unreal. And maybe not Spinazzola, but doggy <laughs> Okay. Oh. That will be that will be a positive thing. And Frateggi. I like seeing Frateggi. Frateggi that yeah, lets suolo and he's gone to the right team, which is Inter. Inter yep. Inter seems to be a team now in Serie a that seemed to be the stable team and having a really positive f- effect in this Italian national team. Di Marco, Bastoni, Barella, and now Frateggi too. So I'm liking what I'm seeing from this Intercore, and it's almost like, why isn't Lautaro Italian? <laughs> why isn't mm-hmm. Lautaro Italian? But for Argentina, well, like, play Alvarez ahead of Lautaro. So just, that's all I've got to say.
1: You know who's been very good, who mm. actually is Italian now? Matteo Reteggi. Yes. Um and you know we I I haven't really talked too too much about him but he obviously has made the jump back to Syria um I believe he's at ooh, Genoa mm-hmm. and he's he's been he's been scoring some goals here so I think he'll be in Spalletti's plans moving forward I think Barardi Spalletti would be absolutely smart to to make him a key player on this team Look, um a it'll just striker. be it'll, it's a striker yeah, it'll just be whether or both
0: striker. 24- but at the
1: yeah, and at, at the very least, an Argentinian born, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Twelve million. Or was he it in- Geneva.
0: It cost it cost yeah. Geneva twelve million. So he's nationality Italian right now. See, so he, he is oh anchor play. That's what SofaScore is yeah. at least saying. So people like pay attention to this kid. It seems like he could make a big move. He's, he's tall, 186 centimeters. So Retegi. I like it. I like it. Good show. Maybe,
1: maybe maybe give the Azuri a striker that they haven't had in Francesco years, Camarda in years. Francesco oh, Camarda, yeah.
0: fifteen years old people. Like, look, honestly, I've sp- I've said it in the past in podcasts, he's yeah. one of the brightest fifteen-year-old yeah. talents in the world, no doubt. And i spoke it to some people at Asa Milan that say that. So it's it's yeah. a big it's no. a big praise,
1: big praise. It's a huge huge praise. Uh, well, who else are we praising here? Because uh, you know, while Italy's good, I don't know if I'd put them in the dark horse Um,
0: No, they're contenders. Yeah. Round.
1: I'd, I'd say
0: y- yeah. Italy's you like Spain. I think Italy's like Spain okay. right now. Spain, like, they had a good game against Scotland, but they were lucky that that goal didn't count of Scott McTominay, okay, that that would have changed the whole course of the game, and I I think it was a dubious decision, okay? Scott McTominay, if you don't see that free kick, was one of the best goals Scott McTominay, Scott McTominay scored in his life, but it was VAR. Yep. <laughs> VAR decision. Yeah, it, it And
1: yeah, yeah, uh, but listen, hey, Scotland Mm -hmm. looked good. Yeah, they 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 they, they contended. I I think for for many people, it's like Austria,
0: Scotland, Mm -hmm. Austria, Serbia, Hungary. I think they're all in the same level. They can surprise. Nope.
1: They can. (laughs) Yeah. They they can, but I think I think uh, the surprise is gone after qualifying and when people can actually prepare for you, uh, like in Euro 2024, it's going to be very very different. Um, but it was very nice. We we also oh. saw for Spain. You well, could prepare you for think Morocco. They
0: do you could prepare for Morocco in the World Cup, and Morocco yeah. still surprised the world. Present. <laughs> well, I get you, but but, but it's t- like look if Hungary go out of the knockout st- uh, go out of the group stage in the Euros. I think the world will start perceiving Dominic Shabaslai, Milos Kerkez in a different way. And I would love to but, see that. I would love to see that because yeah. I think Shabaslai well, was one of the best buys this summer, not just like in the Premier League. I think overall he's going to cement himself as one of the best players in Liverpool in his three, five years. Alison Salah, Shabaslai. Yeah, Sala, well,
1: Al... As we're talking about the, you, you mentioned Morocco. I mean, there's a difference in confederations there, right? Um, you <laughs> yes. know, the African nations are not necessarily as well scouted, well an- analyzed as somebody you're playing, you know, routinely uh, in the on the European continent. But listen, uh, you mentioned you just mentioned Soboslai and Hungary. Um, one, I don't know what's going on with Serbia again. Uh, I think most Serbians don't know what's going on with Serbia again, but it feels like Pixi, uh is lost. He's lost tactically. Um, mm-hmm. Once again, doesn't know how to use the weapons he has. Or, or here's the counterpoint. Maybe Hungary's just really good. Hungary's because really good, I this think. Is, th- 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 yeah, because this is not once. This is twice. Home and away, Hungary has beaten Serbia. Exactly. Um and when it comes down to it, this time Sobasly was certainly present. He was certainly one of the better players on the field. But this time, um, they've got uh, let's see, who are the other ones here? We've got Loic Nagel. Will, we've Willy got Orban Salai. Um, we've got yeah, Willie Orban back at center back. Um, but the biggest one you Daniel have to Kastak. look out for is kind of this, this, this. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't play. Uh, but the their the striker Barnabas Varga. Okay, I believe he's 29 years old. I don't think he's been playing too much for Hungary, um, but he has scored uh, not just against Serbia. This time he scored the last time, um, and on he's got, I think, a goal in each of his three competitive caps for Hungary. Right? His last three competitive caps for Hungary. And on top of that, already for Ferenc, how do you say it? Ferenc Feroz?
0: Ferenc Feroz? Ferenc
1: Feroz? Am I saying it correctly? <laughs> I think yeah. so. Yeah. <laughs> He's got 24 goal involvements, 17 goals, 7 seven assists in 17 games this season already. Oof. All right? So this big, big striker up top for them, uh, obviously, it's a product of having, um, you know, a guy like Sobislai behind you. But when it comes down to it, Hungary is a team, I, I'm just, I'm excited to see Hungary. On One top him. this group. And, yeah, top him. this group. And go do what you're going to do at the yeah. Euros. So, um I it's, be great. I think it's really I, th- I really think it's the Szoboszlai
0: effect. Sh- ever since Szoboszlai became the star of Hungary, they are becoming yep. a great team and considering they're in a group with Serbia and Montenegro, but more Serbia obviously because of their strongest side, it's they're they're first and it's it's fantastic to see. So they're in beats <laughs> in 5 games. Uh, they've got four wins and one draw. So c- keep and on going, bad. Hungary.
1: <laughs> and and people can help me out with the names, but there are one or two uh, Hungarian wonder kids that are coming through that may or may not have similar effects that Soboslai did, mm-hmm. um, but I believe one is at lifering right now, um, and uh, the other one is still, he's, you know, killing it in the Hungarian league and will likely make a move uh, beyond. I believe that is Zoltan Vangsa, um, or maybe he's the one in, in Belgium, but when it comes down to it, there are more behind this. I think this, this, I think we can almost come out and say that this might be Hungary's start of a golden generation. We'll, yeah, see. Puskos, we'll see. Big um,
0: respect to Pushkes to make that happen. The Pushkis Academy, <laughs> honestly, yeah. if they, they're delivering yeah. with great coaches for the youth in, in Hungary. Because I've, I've spoken to one or two, and they say the Pushkas Academy is teaching like 50 coaches, like in a top level. So it's great to see, like, yeah. yearly you're influencing the youth of Hungary. So keep on going, Pushkas and Chobazlai. That's the legacy that you have to chase. Quite a, diff- um, quite a um, difficult one. But legacies in, legacies cha- legacy chasing in South America, there's a legacy that's just starting. And this is a big legacy that we might be just seeing. The youngest player. To ever play in South American World Cup qualifying games. uh, Like he's going to Chelsea. (laughs) Kendry Paez. The youngest player to ever play in World Cup qualifying in South America. Remember the name, okay, people? He's the youngest two to score. And he is vital now for Ecuador. If you saw those last two games. He was the difference. And Mojes Caicedo, Henke P. Kendry Paez now. This is the golden generation of Ecuador. Starting. Bef, bef, uh, before our eyes,
1: <laughs> yeah, um, and and just like we said with Hungary, there are more behind them as well. Um, Ecuador, Ecuador has actually never been, um, you know, left for want when it comes to really good prospect. It's always been about making that next step, and and that'll be the key with Kendry Pius, right? When he gets to Stanford Bridge, um, whether he hits the ground running, but there is no doubt he is probably. This might be controversial. I mean, would you say he is the best teenage prospect in all of South America? Or is it Hendrick. still Hendrik?
0: Hendrik, I think yeah. Hendrik, I think Hendrik or teenager. Vitor Huck is still a teenager. He's nineteen.
1: That's true. Oh, that's cheating. But yeah, <laughs> that's true. But listen, Kendrick no, Payas, I mean, uh, he's he doesn't turn 17 for another seven months. Um, so it, it, what what he's currently doing now for a very strong Ecuadorian team. That's true. A, a, a very strong Ecuadorian team. This this Ecuadorian team, um, you know. Uh, They're unbeaten, right? Mm -hmm. So Er far, no, they had one loss and then they've won the last two. They're unbeaten with him. Ecuador's unbeaten with Henry Paez. (laughs) There you go. But a goal and assist in his first two Ecuadorian caps. He's Mm -hmm. already having a central role for one of the more progressive teams uh, in South America, an Independiente del Valle. And on top of that, uh, it's great to see uh, Moises Caicedo around him um, also balling out in ways that we – well, it's not that we haven't seen it before, but we haven't seen it necessarily yet for Chelsea, although he is certainly coming up for Chelsea. Uh, but he's got three assists already, Moises Caicedo for Ecuador, and he's also mm-hmm. Alex an Independiente del Valle product. That's true. Um so All the love to Independiente Independiente Del Valle, who unfortunately will probably never have a full academy uh, from here on out because everybody will be plucking them left and right. The moment they get good and uh, hopefully they can make some money off it in the process and and expand it. And
0: and Henke P2, that is a Bayer Leverkusen, like he's a center back that's going to make a big move. I really believe yep. that. We should do a center back list of like that they're gonna be a big move because like I just reminded myself we missed out on Kevin Danso, uh and yeah. uh Samson Baidu having their yeah. having the oh. both playing together for uh, or that's they true. or sorry, Danso was replaced by Baidu for the Austrian national team. So right. that's Had that's his a good mention. That's a that's an interesting one. Yeah, first caps. It is. First cops in this Euroqual no first cops in this international break like with Artur Vermaren with uh Paez. Mm-hmm. like you got a great list that's a great list of players right now unreal
1: so so many and even outside of that Victor Boniface um you know he didn't score in his first game but he has played game. his first game for Nigeria I what? believe so hey. I believe so I, I mean and that we already that. mentioned that we mentioned Jeremy Frimpong Ver Verbruggen, but yeah, uh we can we can post it. I'll post that in the comments or I'll post it on our uh, FC Wonder Kid YouTube mm-hmm. um That's... activity. Um oh. because it, it, it was a great list. And almost every one of those that we put on the list that was set for their potential first cap, almost every one of them got it. Um so it, it's it's really fun times. You're gonna see new stars minted. Right in front of our eyes. Um, But, hey.
0: The throne's vacant right now. I agree with Guti. He said the throne's vacant right now in the world of football at the Ballon d'Or with no Messi and Ronaldo. Mm. And it's only Jude Bellingham that has realized that. (laughs) Mm. And Mbappé playing for France. (laughs) And Mbappé playing for France. Mm.
1: (laughs) That's true. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, I mean, anybody else, I I really Mm. – I'm looking at Argentina. Okay? I don't think too much needs to be said here, but – I had a realization that I probably shared this with you before, and I don't know. Maybe I just forget. But, you know, Emiliano Martinez is not young, okay? He's not young, right? And he's only been the starting goalkeeper for, I don't know, maybe like a little over, a little under two years for Argentina, which is kind of bonkers to think about. Uh, But he just set the record. OK, he just set the record, Emiliano Martinez, uh, for the most scoreless minutes or the most you know clean sheet minutes um, in a row uh, that is still ongoing for an Argentinian keeper in their history, uh, which kind of says something considering how amazing uh, Argentina's history is. So we're talking about six hundred and twenty two minutes um, and he has only been the starting goalkeeper uh, since June twenty twenty one at the age of twenty eight. And he has literally lost Alex. One game, one game oh, in all goodness. of those 33 caps that he's got for them. And do you know what game that was? Because I'm sure you do. Saudi Arabia. <laughs> you got it. You got that it. That so game was what a thing. Of
0: memory. What a it, memory. Crazy.
1: <laughs> Crazy. Ah. That's probably why Messi didn't go to Saudi Arabia. He's still bitter.
0: Uh, <laughs> he, look, no, he's not going on loan. I don't believe that's the case. But yeah, man, no, no, that, that's not. that's and 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 to believe that leading up to the World Cup too, like that that Argentinian national team was like unbeaten almost two years. Something ridiculous Crazy. like that, like thirty games in a row. And it's because of experienced players. It's obviously Leonel Messi, the biggest factor of this Argentina winning team with Finalissima, Copa America, World Cup. But I'm gonna say the experience behind him, Otamendi, Di Maria that I see at Befica still seeking titles here in Portugal. I respect that hugely. And Emiliano Martinez that He's not young, and he's proving a lot of people right. And at Aston Villa, well, too. Like, what a team he's got there. Like, some underrated players. Musa Diaby, Oli Watkins, extending. Pay attention to Aston oh, yeah. Villa in the next three years. That
1: is... Yeah, and, you, yeah, and just one, one other thing, just because, you know, at some point there will be Leo Messi hanging mm-hmm. up his boots. It has been nice to see uh, Julian Alvarez. Um, Taking the lead, Mm. and I, I think you know, will will Julian Alvarez be Messi? No, nobody can be Messi when it comes down to it. But will Julian Alvarez uh, help to ensure that Argentine, er, you know, the Argentine attack is as potent as it once was, or will currently is? I guess you could say uh, with Messi still there, or when Messi is gone? Yeah, I think he can. I think he has shown glimpses Mm -hmm. of that, and I, I don't think. You know, while we talk about him a lot, it's really hard until he gets that every day, every day, every day, um, doing it in all competitions. Um, he's already won Pep Guardiola over, so we I know something's so. going right. I think, and Julian, I think he can do it with Argentina. Too.
0: I think Julian yeah. Alvarez, in the next three years or next five years, if no injuries occur, he's going to be one of the best yep. forwards in the world. It's not, you can play striker, you can play behind the striker, you can play with Haaland and, uh, at the same time. But obviously, yeah, Haaland gets so much attention that when Julian Alvarez is vital, Haaland has the need to overthrow him. And that competitiveness yeah. inside the Man City team, I think Guardiola appreciates a lot. And I agree with you, Breton. I think the best player of Argentina is up for grabs when Messi's gone. And Julian Alvarez is in pole position to be that guy because he's scoring the goals that need to be scored when Messi's not there and he's the star of the team. The way he presses off ball, what a player. What a player. So this is a start Absolutely. of one of the best strikers that we're going to see in the next generation if there's no injuries once again. And even Enzo, Enzo it's Fernandez. True. that And mm-hmm. you have a lot of players like Carnaccio in the back seats. You have other Argentinians that Nicolas Paz, that is at Real Madrid. Tony Costa has even said, how is this guy not in the first team of Real Madrid uh, week in, week out? So I'm hyped up yeah. to see all these Argentinians oh. coming up too. And, so, the, the, and the, the, Peles, the, the two... Prestiani
1: yeah, Prestiani and the, the the other one listed there who hasn't broken through at River yet uh, is also one you've got to watch, and that's Claudio Echeverri. Uh, he was listed in that Guardian top sixty, and mm-hmm. uh, he's only got I think four appearances, but he is just as much a wizard on the ball. Um, maybe not as much as Prestiani, uh, but he's more behind, so Look he'll be the scoop. kind of a cam cam Look like. At so very very you're
0: good. At SC Wonderkid
1: podcast, that is young. Is that
0: is young. Yeah, That's but, Kendrick Paez type scoop.
1: <laughs> it is, well, listen, hey, and when when all. When we're talking about all these scoops and everything, and we're talking mm-hmm. about all these new players, there are some players that just never want to leave the limelight. Like, mm-hmm. wasn't it great to see James Rodriguez turn back the clock it's true. this past weekend playing striker? It was great to see that. <laughs> <What>? Yeah, <laughs> and 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 technically, I mean, I mean, Colombia's technically unbeaten since March 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, they won their last two World Cup qualifiers uh, before, um, well before Qatar started, mm-hmm. uh, but. I I just no, – it, it was – they're the only ones to have beaten Japan relatively recently. They've beaten Mexico. They've beaten Germany. Uh, yes, it's been in all friendlies. Um, but, you know, Colombia is cooking something. It's just really nice to see James involved. You know, he was at Olympiacos, and now I'm forgetting which – he's at Sao Paulo, right? Mm-hmm. Sao he's Paolo? in Sao Paulo. Yeah. Sao Paulo right now. Yeah. Like Dimitri Payet,
0: one of those moves that I was like, what? Going to Vasco yeah. da Gama? I was like, James, going to Sao <laughs> Paulo? What I understand, <laughs> Lucas Moura, but Ramesh? Yeah. like, because Lucas yeah. was a former homeboy, uh, homegrown player, so like, but yeah, I, going with what you said about Colombia, pay attention to Colombia because look at this run of games 2 0 win against Paraguay, 0 0 against US, <laughs> South Korea 2 2. Then they go to Japan, they beat them away 2 1. Yep. Then Colombia, uh, beats Iraq 1 0, then away to Germany 2 0. So, Anzi Fleek didn't like that at all. So then you have nope. Colombia. Colombia beats Venezuela 1-0. Colombia drew uh, that's a draw against Chile and another draw against yep. Uruguay that is a tough team with Marcelo Bielsa and Darwin there too. 2-2 draw. So they're unbeaten right now for a yep. like, long stretch of games. This is like more than yep. 8 games. So keep on going Colombia with a player like James yep. that He wants to make history for the national team, and he's already done with the 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 most beautiful one of the most beautiful goals I've ever seen in World Cup history. Yes, like I was was in a
1: oh, I was in a Colombian bar in Washington D.C. (laughs) uh, during that game and during that goal, and that was the best. That was literally the best experience uh, I ever had. Sitting at the bar, just awestruck by these Colombian fans that were screaming at the top of their lungs the national anthem crying during the game during the game like during the actual action in absolute agony over what was going to happen and then that goal happened um and uh it it was absolutely insane so it's hard i'm actually i I don't know if you see me right now but i'm actually wearing a columbia jersey oh
0: my days i didn't see that
1: (laughs) Yeah, I didn't yeah, see so that. It, Oh my
0: days, it, man. oh, that's, it's, that's it's pretty funny. awesome. But
1: but you know, it was it was heartbreaking for them because qualifying, uh, mm-hmm. they missed out, right? Sixth place, uh, 2022. Um, and while no. you want to see Colombia do well, mm-hmm. CONMEBOL qualifying is I'm not gonna say easy, but qualifying for the World Cup should be pretty standard from here on out well, because easy. now that. Now ex- now we're extended. We have a massive World Cup, 48 teams in 2026. Wow. And uh, you've More got games. that sixth <laughs> six spot is now an automatic qualifier. So the one that missed them, the 2022 World Cup, will now get them in if they finish sixth again. And on top of that, the seventh spot, there's only 10 teams in South America. The seventh <laughs> spot is a playoff. That can get you in the back door. So literally, 65, 70 percent of all of CONMEBOL will make it every World Cup from here on That's out. So that that gets rid of That's that. Mad.
0: Just going with Colombia. Uh, Colombia has James yep. Rodriguez as the star of the team. Now for years he's been that guy. Ever since Falcon was even sharing the throne with him. But now this Colombian national team has some underrated ballers, and I wanna give special attention to Uribe that was at Porto last <laughs> season. Yerimina, that for Colombia is just a different type player. Santiago Arias, that, 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 that visa pay special attention to him, and Luis Inister, that can be a player that one on one can make a lot a lot of highlights. So pay it's and Daniel hey, Munoz também. Também is a good player too. So hey, good team. But
1: but you gotta shout out Davinson Sanchez too. <laughs> uh it, it it you know he, he was much much maligned yes. uh when he when he left Spurs, right? Uh to the point where he was getting booed and it wasn't wasn't a pretty sight uh leaving Spurs but he has found new life in Turkey. He's been playing very, very well for a very good side um, at Galatasaray. So uh, I, I hope it leads to um, mm-hmm. you know more success for him. He deserves mm-hmm. it. Do you remember him? At, I remember him coming in at Ajax, <laughs> Davinson Sanchez, and I just remember. impressing the crap out of people. Um, and we thought that that Spurs move was going to be the biggest slam dunk ever. And boy, well, he boy, was I wrong.
0: Go clue. Like, Miki Van de Ven now, he's really happy. Like, for Miki Van de Ven, right. good news. But for David Sincentes and Eric Dyer, very bad news. But bad. I agree with you. <laughs> I agree with you that that was a a, a distinguished move. But with yep. the, any last mentions you want to do in the podcast,
1: Bretton, here? Like, Ooh, well, deserves well, to be me well, mentioned. <laughs> Not a Mukoko on the 21. Uh, I think you gotta mention Benjamin Sesko, right? You mentioned him a little bit earlier, Briefly. but he had two goals versus yeah, two goals versus Finland. This this kid's only twenty years old, and there's a reason why he is drawing minor comparisons to Erling Holland. But for Slovenia, he is already at twenty years old, probably one of the top two, top three most influential Slovenian players ever. And Fuck. there's no, there's literally no reason in my mind that he does not become number one and become number one soon. He has five goal involvements in just his last two Euro qualifiers. He's got eight goal involvements in his last eight caps for his country. Um, and he's got eight goals in his last 11 competitive matches for Slovenia. And on top of that, he's already found his feet for RB Leipzig. So um, mm-hmm. I just love this player. Uh, and <laughs> and I really feel like Slovenia will qualify Mm-hmm. Uh, and Slovenia, uh, it, it'll be fun to watch him against, you know, some a... some bigger defenses. So you some have bigger Slovenia defenses. with
0: you have Slovenia with Benjamin Cesco as the big star. You have Hungary with Dominic Shaboszli as the big star. They gotta say thank you. They gotta say thank yeah. you to Red Bull group. And even the Netherlands now, with Xavi Simmons balling out, and he's at RB Leipzig to John Lone now. So the Red Bull yeah. group is having a, such a big influence in football. And Formula One with Mark's first up and he wanted to. But in football, they're one of the engines of the Water Kids. And that has to that's that's good to see. That's good to see. And Jesco yeah. too, is he's nominated for the Golden Boy. And I just wanted to say the Golden Boy. Who's going to win it? No doubt in my mind, it's Jude Bellingham. And mm-hmm. Jude Bellingham is going to win the Golden Boy this season. And the next season, he must be in the top five of the Ballon d'Or if he keeps up this form. Like, imagine if we see the first season without Messi in the Ballon d'Or. Like, we see the top three. Holland. Haaland. <laughs> We see no the first season without Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo obviously together because Ronaldo is not in this Ballon d'Or too. But imagine <laughs> this new Ballon d'Or top three with Kylian Mbappe, Erling Haaland, and Jude Bellingham. It's like trust the youth. Now's the moment. Yep. The present and future in full display. And a player like Javi Simmons must believe in himself that he can be in that conversation. A player like Rafael Absolutely. Leon must believe in himself that he can be in that conversation. And even a US kid like a Arena, please get it right. And start to believe that you can be in that conversation too. So I'm excited for football now. But you agree with me that Bellingham's gonna win the Golden Boy. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't
1: think there's any any reason to think otherwise? Although Jamal Musiala put in a, uh, well, Baltimore is great, but no, this this is not going to be a threepeat for for uh, Barcelona. Oh, this is man. this is got Jude Bellingham written all over it. Um, and Jamal Musiala, in yeah. in, in my ja- opinion, second. Jamal Musiala, yeah. it's
0: it's crazy to think that England had Jude Bellingham mm. and Jamal Musiala oh representing them with the new national teams. So the fact yeah. that they were representing England at fifteen. Like, and they're not yep. there now, shows, yep. like, massive problems. Like, with, no, Bellingham yeah. is there, but Musiala isn't.
1: <laughs> oh, well, my days. It, well, listen, this is uh, – we've got another round of games coming up. Um, I'm sure we'll be talking about that. We've got Premier League returning mm-hmm. uh, next week. All the leagues returning next week. So, yes. a lot of football ahead. But, Alex, uh, we we – I'm not gonna say we lost a legend, but a legend did retire. Yes. Um and I it, it almost uh would be remiss of us to mm-hmm. to not at least mention it on here. So Aiden Hazard, um, some of the one of the best wingers of all time in Premier League history. Definitely uh, showed Lille they could, you know, win Ligue 1 again uh, at a very when he was very very young. Came in at 16 years old under Rudy Garcia at Lille and they won the league. This is not the this is not the Lille team that had Victor Osaman and Timothy Weah. This is mm-hmm. the Lille team led by Aiden Hazard who was not even 19, 20 years old. And then some of the goals he scored at Chelsea still to this day are some of my favorite goals of at least the last several decades. I mean yeah. it, they're they're so good. I'm I'm the one versus Liverpool, uh, we can't go through him and play-by-play play him. Just look up Aiden Hazard. Uh, pour one out for him. Uh, do yourself a favor. Go watch a couple comps of him because, my goodness, in his prime, that man could play. That man could play. I, and I, at 32, hopefully he's got a next chapter.
0: Uh, he could have. He could have a next chapter. And, and it's good to see. I think Aiden Hazard... Once he understood he would never be at that level uh, ever again, he said, "Look, enough is enough. The tape speaks for itself. I am a top ten player in this generation. I can rest, and I understand that feeling because for the fee- for uh, for Belgium, they didn't de- he didn't deliver. Okay, with the World Cup and the Euros, and like look at this, he retires after he wins the Champions League with Real Madrid." So I feel that, like, people often remember and say, ah, he won the Champions League with Chelsea. But that's not true. He won it with Real Madrid, which it's an interesting fact. And to see that he actually had not the best time at Real, but he managed to get a trophy like that and be, be in an environment that he will be remembered in the future. But obviously, yes, Chelsea and Lille Hazard, that was unreal, unreal scenes. And I remember that people, there was a big talk. And it, to sign Eden Hazard when he was at yeah. Lille, was such a big transfer talk at that time with no Fabrizio Romano, and people were saying Man City, Man United, and then it was Chelsea. Chelsea signed yeah. Hazard, and they did a good choice because that is one of the biggest oh, yeah. legends of Chelsea history. Yeah,
1: with with Hazard, they won. Let's see, two Premier Leagues, two Europa Leagues, an FA Cup, a League Cup uh, with him. Uh I mean it, it was pretty good times the 2018 Hazard, right? season was unreal
0: I think he had 18 Bonkers. goals scored I think he became yep. one of the like one of the few players in Premier League history Hazard to have more than 15 goals and more than 15 assists in the same season in the Premier League Cantona Atleticier, Henry I think they're in that talk too so Hazard is one of the greatest players in the Premier League, no doubt. So, people, let us know. What have we missed in episode 127? Comment down below what you agree, what you disagree, and what would you like to see in FC Wonder Kid episode 128. Don't forget, please, to like this video if you're listening until now. And don't forget to go bold, community. Thank you for listening. Until now, another week, people. Have a nice one, people.